There is nothing quite like a bank holiday weekend. No Sunday fear, that extra day off and then a four-day work week after to boost. But where did the idea of the bank holiday come from? Well, let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Hello and welcome to the episode. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe wherever it is you are listening. We're releasing this episode in the wake of a sweet, sweet bank holiday weekend and I hope you enjoyed it, whatever it was you got up to. But where did the tradition come from? And I know what you're thinking. The banks. Of course, it was the banks. The clue is in the name. Well, first we need to set out a few facts because what most of us call bank holidays are in fact public holidays. And while all public holidays are bank holidays, not all bank holidays are public holidays. Still with me? For example, Good Friday, not actually a public holiday in Ireland. You aren't automatically entitled to the day off, but it is a bank holiday. And many employers do offer the day off, even though they don't actually have to. Similarly, Christmas Eve, not a public holiday, even though the banks are all off and many people get it off as company policy. So while the names are used fairly interchangeably, it's really public holidays we're talking about rather than bank holidays. And as is often the case with the root of all of these things, we have to go way back in time to find it. I've always loved the phrase, when in Rome. One of those things to justify doing basically whatever you want to do, even if it's something that you wouldn't normally do or wouldn't think that you would normally do. And when you look at the lives of the Romans, it's a fairly fitting saying. Any race that had a room in which you could go to vomit during a celebration so that you could fit more food and wine in, well, they get an A-plus for debauchery in my book. Now, I'm going to be straight with you. When you hear how many public holidays these ancient people may have had, you are going to be depressed. While in Ireland in 2023, we have 10. There may have been well over 100 a year in Athens and Rome. These were mostly feast days or celebration days for certain gods and goddesses, almost certainly tied into religious festivals. And particularly as the Greek and Roman pantheon of gods all represented different things, it's fair to assume that certain trades wouldn't work on the feast day of their patrons. If you were an ironmonger or if you were an armorer, maybe you wouldn't celebrate on the feast day of, of Mars or the Ares, the god of war. My own personal favourite, I have to admit, would be Athens's second patron, behind, of course, Athena, which gave the city its name, the god Dionysus, the god of wine. Now there is a public holiday that I could very much get behind. In Rome in particular, very rich people could also declare public holidays of a sort, often putting big money behind lavish parties to celebrate some sort of victory that they have. Victorious generals as well might have been offered what's called a triumph through Rome, essentially this big parade through the city where they would show off the wealth and the prisoners that they captured after conquering some far-flung and exotic region. Sort of a a status symbol celebration for the returning general and an army often granted by the Senate that would tend to accompany a public holiday or even many days of public holiday, I suppose, depending on the level of victory. And that in itself became a type of a status symbol. Oh, well, Caesar, Caesar got a week. Well, I'm going to need 12 days. You know, my victories are much bigger than, than that guy's. But if you're starting to think, yeah, look, this sounds brilliant. More than 100 days off a year. Absolutely. Sign me up. Partying when I could be working. Absolutely. You have to consider that the likelihood was that most of the people, most of the common people at least, were not paid for the days they didn't work, which suddenly makes it sound a lot less attractive. 
Let's fast forward to the Middle Ages and back to Ireland, and it's more than likely the people then had far more days off a year than we get now, if not quite on par with the Romans and Athenians, albeit with that same problem as well of not getting paid for it. It's only into the 19th century when we start to see talk of bank holidays specifically. But we know, for example, through an almanac from 1833 that the Bank of England and many other public workers in you know, the Kingdom, Great Britain of, uh, of Britain and Ireland, got around 40 days off a year at that stage. And these included some we consider, I suppose, a bit weird today, or maybe that you'd like to have off today. The Feast of the Epiphany on January 6th, the Feast of St. Paul, Valentine's Day, Pancake Tuesday, September the 2nd, which marked the first day of the Great Fire of London, November 4th for the day William the Conqueror landed in England, and the 25th through the 28th of December. By the time the term bank holidays entered the public lexicon a few decades later, that number had reduced down to four a year. The first Monday in August, Easter Monday, Wish Monday, which was a religious day, Pentecost Monday, and St. Stephen's Day, if that fell on a weekday. Miserly so-and-so is reducing it. 40 down to four, I'd be apoplectic. Now, the man who is credited with the creation of modern bank holidays is one John Lubbock. He secured the passage of the Bank Holidays Act in the British and Irish Parliament in 1871. An interesting guy, Mr Lubbock, he was a banker, unsurprisingly, but also a naturalist and wrote books called The Origin and Metamorphoses of Insects, Wild Flowers and On the Senses, Instincts and Intelligence of Animals. Then for us, lucky old sods in Ireland, in 1903, they passed another act which gave us Paddy's Day as a public holiday, the fifth that we had. After the Irish Free State was established, new laws were brought in repealing the British ones, but keeping those dates as public holidays. But there was some brief debate at that stage about payment, because even still, at this stage, there wasn't a requirement for employers to pay people for these days off. And it wasn't until the Holidays Employment Act of 1939 the paid leave for public holidays was established and the first Monday in August was added then as the sixth bank holiday date. In 1973, Wish Monday became the first Monday in June, became the fixed June bank holiday. Then in 1974, New Year's Day was added and the October bank holiday dates back to 1977. So two in a decade there, but it was a 16-year wait until the May bank holiday was brought in 30 years ago in 1993, bringing the total to nine. And then after that big long wait of three decades of stinginess, there was last year's announcement of the St. Bridget's Day holiday. So that gives us in total 10 public holiday days, which is still well short of the EU average of 12 days and way behind our ancient Roman and Athenian friends. So... Do we deserve two more? I feel like we deserve two more. Get in touch with the show. Tell us when they should be, who they should be dedicated to. Plenty of reasons we can come up with for an extra few days off. There is, of course, a cost of bank holidays, particularly to businesses and small businesses. And if you check out Taking Stock with Mandy Johnson, she's done a look at the cost of bank holidays, particularly for those small companies. But they are very fun for those of us who do get to take them. And I know there are a lot of people who don't get to take them, who are doctors and people who work at industries to stay open and I am sorry for you but you do get the time back or you should get the time back under law. So get in touch with me on social media. Where should we put at least two extra bank holidays? I'm not necessarily saying we need to get it to a Roman 125. I mean, if that happened to happen that would be great. But let's start with getting to EU average. I started with getting 212. Get in touch you find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Defoe or at Sean Defoe News. 
This episode was researched and presented by myself with John Kyo as the editor and Lachlan Hart on sound. I'll chat to you next week.